0: greetings everybody it's Mr. real member one of the realist party podcast and today we're going to talk about Biden's plan that includes hiring a hundred thousand blue shirts cutie intro. everybody. So today we're going to be talking about Biden's plan to hire 100,000 more police officers. So we're going to be talking from an article that was published on filtermag.org. And this is the Safer America plan. So I'm going to be quoting a little bit from here. On July 21st, the Biden administration released its Safer America plan. Part of its budget for the 2023 fiscal year, it requests $2 billion in discriminatory spending, plus the $35 billion in investment over 10 years to address crime and violence. Back in March, reported on Biden's 2023 budget release, which includes similar figures but few details. Now the administration has provided more explanation of how the money will be spent. The 2023 fiscal year begins October 1st, and the budget must be approved by Congress. Biden's plan would help hire an additional 100,000 new cops, for Accountable Community Policing, paying out about $13 in five years through the Community Oriented Policing Service. COPS, which is the acronym, Hiring Program. It would set aside additional funds for small police departments. It also allocates about $3 billion to help clear court backlogs and solve murders and increase law enforcement intelligence sharing among local communities. Okay, so what I'm getting from this is one main thing, the part about hiring cops. We've already seen the controversy with policing just based on how they handle black people, whether it's shooting them a whole bunch of times. We just had one get killed and he was lit up with like 60 bullets, but they fired 90. If only they could do that for shooters like the one at Yavalde or the one in Buffalo. The fact that Biden thinks that 100,000 police officers is going to solve crime seems to forget his history with the 94 crime bill that tried to do the same thing and how dastardly the destructive that was, and exacerbated mass incarceration. So continuing this article, President Bill Clinton, he promised to hire 100,000 new officers, but ended up hitting around 88,000. That was back during 1994 within the COPS program. From that time period, all the up to now, the COPS program has been in effect. COPS gives federal grants to local law enforcement to hire officers and train them in community policing. In nearly 30 years since its introduction, critics have noted the cops have become a lucrative pot of money for police departments to tap into with little oversight. It has fueled aggressive and paramilitary tactics, boosted the drug war, and expanded police budgets in small, relatively safe cities and towns. And years later, even the federal government accountability office found that cops had a very minor impact on crime during Clinton's tenure, which saw rapid growth in mass incarceration. So right there you have it. This program, we're talking about paramilitary. Of course it does, because Ronald Reagan help militarize the police, creating this us versus them. You know, uh, cops are able to get into this pot of ex-military gear and basically use them on American streets against civilians. And from what we know of the past three years, stemming from George Floyd and the uprisings, that just comes off as code for how we're going to, well, the demands of black people to hold police officers accountable for their brutality and white supremacist rhetoric that you have within these departments that nobody wants to talk about either because of that blue wall of silence or because of the gang culture. You do have police gangs that exist in these places. You think MS-13, the Bloods or the Crips are bad? Try getting around the notorious street gang in blue known as the NYPD or the LAPD or any of these other big corrupt organizations that call themselves police. This in itself will just cause more terror and conflict for black communities due to the injustice in how they are policed. Pan Medicine News had released an article and it's called Fatal Police Shootings Among Black Americans Remain High Unchanged Since 2015. Black victims in the United States were killed at three times the rate of white individuals promoting researchers to declare police brutality as a public health emergency. According to a new report from researchers at the University of Pennsylvania Perelman School of Medicine, Yale University and Drexel University, the study shows that despite a more widespread Use of body cameras and increased media attention of police brutality over the past five years, violent encounters with police continue to represent significant causes of injury and death in the United States, particularly for black, indigenous, and people of color. In this report, it was also found that 5,367 fatal police shooters in the five year span, of which 4,653 were eligible for analysis, because both race and age. Were identified. The researchers calculated that this represented an annual average of 31,960 years of life lost among all races. Over that period, researchers found a small but statistically significant decline in white deaths by 1%, but no significant change in deaths for BIPOC. The rate of fatal police shootings of unarmed black and Native American people in the U.S. was more than three times as high as it was among white people during this time period prompting the resources to describe U.S. police brutality as a public health emergency. So I pray paraphrase that a little bit. So what I'm basically getting here is having 100,000 more cops on the streets would just help add to these statistics of police violence. Not to mention that even though we know how much of a minority Black people are, making up about 13 14% of the population, Black people make up 27% of the shooting fatalities Whites make up 51%, Hispanics 90 percent Asians 2%, and Native Americans 2% as well. Black Americans, as stated before, make up only 40% U.S. population, showing the disproportionate impact of police killings on this population. But that's nothing surprising. If you actually read your American history, well, the actual non-censored one, you know, because you have this whole Republicans trying to teach uh, revisionist history. If you actually read the real stuff, you will know that police within the United States were originally created in order to keep the white privilege and racial hierarchy that America was founded on. They were supposed to keep black people in line and just achieve a place of racial stability, which basically means white people on top, black at the bottom, holding up the rest of society. So, police, from its nature in the United States, has an origin in deep, deep anti black racism, and it also shows with the white supremacist tendencies within the police department. And even if you could say it's a minority of them that are in this extremist category of being skinheads, Ku Klux Klan, or part of these white supremacist devil gangs like the Vikings. They still appear to get slaps on the wrists. Whether it's the ability to retire instead of getting fired when they're found out, whether it's getting these cases that somehow them being a white supremacist doesn't give them an inherent bias against people, which I don't even get how that's possible. You can find that out. These people get investigated internally and not criminally charged. The consequences are too soft and you just have these cops that are just blatantly racist because they don't feel that there is going to be any severe consequences. Because basically a good old boys club, like you make a little mistake, it's just seen as, you know, youthful indiscretions. Anything of the sort is just brushed off or given a slap on the wrist. You also have cases where cops get fired and get hired by other police departments just like that, regardless of what they committed in their previous actions. There's also cases where evidence about their brutality is completely kept out of investigations or hidden. And these different things I'm talking about right now, I'm not just pulling them out of nowhere. This comes from another article. This article is called Hidden in Plain Sight, Racism, White Supremacy, and Far-Right Militancy in Law Enforcement. And this was put out by the Brennan Center for Justice. In 2017, the FBI reported that white supremacists posed a present threat of lethal violence that has produced more fatalities than any other category of domestic terrorists since 2000. Alarmingly, internal FBI policy documents have also warned agents assigned to domestic terrorism cases that the white supremacist and anti-government militia groups they investigate often have active links to law enforcement. The harms that armed law enforcement officers affiliated with violent white supremacists and anti-government militia groups can inflict on American society could hardly be overstated. Yet, despite the FBI's acknowledgement of the links between law enforcement and these suspected terrorist groups, the Justice Department has no national strategy designed to identify white supremacist police officers or to protect the safety and civil rights of the communities they patrol. That's basically saying, woe is me I have no idea what we're going to do. Boo-hoo-hoo even though what you actually got to do is have police punishment. we could talk about all the training in the world, but you actually need punishment. You actually need severe consequences. That will actually make these white supremacist devils rethink in their rabid minds about their actions and choices and at least restrain these people by putting them on a legal, consequential leash. Research organizations have uncovered hundreds of federal, state, and local law enforcement officials participating in racist, nativist, and sex social media activity which demonstrates that overt bias is far too common these officers racist activities are often known within their departments but only result in disciplinary action or termination if they trigger public scandals so basically it's like this you can be as racist as you want just don't get caught or if you do get caught it's basically a don't do that But we all know that when it comes to black folks and they do something like selling loose cigarettes on the corner or they may have a faulty... $20 bill or something like that or they're just running away they get choked out they get shot at and there's all these excuses in the world that is been from these murders of black people or these brutal beatdowns of black people and it's just interesting because we consistently can see videos of white suspects fist fighting with police shooting at police be it white adults white kids we have cases of white people commit mass shootings and are able to walk away into the arms of the police and there's no 50 60 70 80 rounds in them we saw this with the july 4th shooting recently we saw this with the shooting in buffalo they're just going their terroristic spree and then they fall calmly into the arresting arms of the cops how come they can't do it with black folks who are not posing a threat and just running away or black people who are doing something asinine that's no threat to nobody the black folks get executed The terrorists, they get to go through the whole process cuffed and jailed. No 60, 70,000 round making them look like Swiss cheese up in this place. White supremacists are the most lethal, destructive, domestic terrorist threat in the United States. In recent years, white supremacists have executed deadly rampages in Charleston, South Carolina, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and El Paso, Texas, narrowly thwarted attempts by neo-Nazis to manufacture radiological dirty bombs in Maine in 2009 and Florida 2017 show their dangerous capability and intent to unleash mass destruction. These groups also pose a lethal threat to law enforcement as evidenced by recent attacks against federal protective service officers and sheriff deputies in California by far-right militants intent on starting the Boogaloo, a euthanism for a new civil war which killed two and injured several others. Exhibit 1, the Mississippi Burning Case which was a notorious one. It was far from the last time white supremacist law enforcement officers engaged in racist violence. There is an unbroken chain of law enforcement involvement in violent organized racist activity right up to this present day. In the 80s, investigation of KKK firebombing of a black family's home in Kentucky exposed a Jefferson County police officer who was a Klan leader in a disposition. The officer admitted that he directed a 40-member Klan subgroup called the Confederate Officer Patriot Squad, which is an acronym again for COPS how that's so ironic you have this acronym for cops Deriving from this Ku Klux Klan domestic deplorable terrorist. And then you have the other cops, which is basically a fund where cops can fetch any type of money and aid that they can spend and do what they will for policing. Just trying to point that out, just the irony of that. Half of whom were police officers. He added that his involvement in the KKK was known to his police department and tolerated so long as he didn't publicize it. So once again... Whether the white supremacists is most of the department or a little bit of the department, it's tolerated to the most deplorable means. All right, let's continue this even further. In the 90s, Linwood, California residents filed a class action civil rights lawsuit alleging that a gang of racist Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies known as the Linwood Vikings perpetrated systemic acts of shooting, killing, brutality, terrorism, house trash, and other acts of lawlessness and wanton abuse of power. A federal judge overseeing the case labeled the Vikings a neo-Nazi white supremacist gang within the sheriff's department that engaged in racially motivated violence and intimidation against the black and Latino communities. In 96, the county paid nine million in settlements. I'm just paraphrasing a little bit. So basically these um, cities and places are losing money from these white supremacist devils in these police departments. And we just heard this one case right here of the notorious street gang known as the LAPD going around on a lynch mob like it's of the nation in the early 20th century. Recent reporting suggests this overtly racist gang activity within the Sheriff's Department continues. In 2019, Los Angeles County paid $7 million to settle a wrongful death lawsuit against two Sheriff's deputies for shooting an unarmed black man after testimony revealed that they were part of a group of deputies with match tattoos in the tradition of earlier deputy gangs. A pending lawsuit accuses the same two officers of beating an unarmed black man while yelling racial epithets. A Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors investigation revealed that almost 60 lawsuits against alleged members of deputy gangs have cost the county about $55 million, which includes $21 million in cases over the last 10 years. These deputy gangs pose a threat to their fellow law enforcement officers as well. According to recently filed lawsuits in one, a deputy alleges he had been bullied by deputy gang members for five years and finally viciously beaten by the gang's enforcers and another a deputy who witnessed the attack alleged he suffered threats and retaliation from deputy gang members after reporting it to an internal affairs tip line in 2019 the fbi reportedly initiated a civil rights investigation regarding gang activity at the sheriff's department so let's just see right there that sounds like something you would see out of bloods or the crips or ms-13 any of these gangs that constantly get romanticized as the police standing firm to quell these criminals from all parts of American life. Even though the police are engaging in the same type of gang behavior. The only difference is there are a bunch of white devils with racist ideology that are injected and infesting the police. And anybody who has the balls to stand up and say this is not right get persecuted and hunted down as if they have betrayed the good old boys club and that is a very deep and destructive problem. We trust officers to try and police, and we have open gangs with neo-Nazi, white supremacist skinhead type of ideology. It poses a threat to non-white people, and with the previous statistics I saw and read to y'all about how black people's make up 14% of population, but about 27% of the fatal shootings. We see the parallel connection right here. So what I just read previously to clear it up. So you have one case in which a deputy was allegedly bullied by gang members for five years and finally was visually, viciously beaten by the gang enforcers. The next case after that, a deputy witnessed an attack alleged he suffered threats and retaliation from deputy gang members after he pointed to the internal affairs tip line. I, I just needed to read that part again just to clarify. These are law enforcement people, qualified immunity, supposed to be representation of the law, and yet they're destroying their own who do not agree or who do not want to be part of their Satan, worship of white supremacist destruction, those cops become a target. And these police, with their blue lives privilege of... Qualified immunity, guns, and protection under law, and a bunch of American drones that would defend this type of degenerate, insufferable behavior to their dying breath makes these people feel very, very comfortable with what they're doing. So again, back to Biden. That 100,000 cop part of his plan doesn't sound like it's going to make America more safer. It just seems like it's going to make America a lot more destructive especially for black people because how those 100,000 cops add into the system, we've already seen the system take a slap on the wrist approach when it comes to handling race soldiers, whether it's most of the departments or a little bit of the departments. And we all know that that 100,000 cops is just going to be another chemical castration of debauchery going on there. All right, let's continue this uh, article. Only rarely do these cases lead to criminal charges. In 2017, Florida state prosecutors convicted Three prison guards of plotting with fellow KKK members to murder an inmate. Federal prosecutions are even rarer. In 2019, the Justice Department charged a New Jersey police chief with a hate crime for assaulting a black teenager during a trespassing arrest after several of his deputies recorded his numerous racist rants. This incident marked the first time in more than a decade that federal prosecutors charged a law enforcement official for an on-duty use of force as a hate crime. A jury convicted the police chief of lying to FBI agents, but was unable to reach a verdict on the hate crime charge, which prosecutors vowed to retry. So that's a example right there of white supremacy protected its own You have the white supremacist extremists that will engage in the devilish action of white supremacy. Then you have the sympathizers who will back and defend them because they know that they are the shield to keep their privilege and their complete grip over the country that is the United States of America. They call this the land of the free, but it's the land of mass incarceration and the destruction of black people since its very beginning for centuries. Next, more often police officers with ties to white supremacist groups or overt racist behavior are subjected to internal disciplinary procedures rather than prosecution. In 2001, two Texas sheriff's deputies were fired after they exposed their KKK affiliations in an attempt to recruit other officers. In 2005, an internal investigation revealed a Nebraska state trooper was participating in a members-only KKK chat room. He was fired in 2006, but won his job back in an arbitration mandated by the state's collective bargaining agreement. On appeal, the Nebraska Supreme Court Upheld his dismissal, determining that the arbitration decision violated the explicit, well defined, and dominant public policy that laws should be enforced without racial or religious discrimination and the public should reasonably perceive this to be so. Three police officers in Fruitland Park, Florida were fired or chose to resign over a five year period from 2009 to 2014 after their Klan membership was discovered. In 2015, a Louisiana police officer was fired after a photograph surfaced showing him giving a Nazi salute at a Klan rally. Black shirts, excuse me, blue shirts, no, excuse me again, uh, police officers, alright, back to the article here. In 2019, a police officer in Muskin, Michigan, excuse me if I pronounced that wrong, was fired after prospective home buyers reportedly displayed Confederate flags and a framed KKK application in his home. The police department conducted an investigation into potential bias examining the officer's traffic citation rate and reviewing an earlier internal affairs investigation into an excessive force complaint and two previous on-duty shootings, each of which were found justified. The investigation uncovered a third previously unreported shooting in another jurisdiction that was not Further described, although the internal investigation documented the officer cited black drivers at a higher rate than the demographic population in the district he patrolled, it determined that the officer was not a member of the KKK and had shown no racial bias on the job. <laughs> yeah, right. Still, the report concluded that the community had lost faith in the officer. Well, no duh, of course they would. As a result of the incident, and the police department fired him. The officer settled a grievance he filed with the police officer's labor council regarding his termination, agreeing to retire in exchange for his full pension and health insurance. Uh, don't you just love seeing that white privilege pay up, but yet you got fools who say it doesn't exist. That's a perfect example. Where else do you see somebody who can show clear bias towards a certain group of people based on their race? has domestic terrorist paraphernalia in their house, and specifically one piece of paraphernalia from one of the most destructive anti-Black terrorist groups in American history, and that somehow is able to keep their pension, keep their money, resources, etc., and basically slapped on the wrist. And the slap on the wrist was, it was exposed. Oof, Jesus These police officers. In June 2023, Wilmington, North Carolina police officers were fired when a routine audit of car camera recordings uncovered conversations in which the officers used racial epithets, criticized a magistrate, and the police chief in, frankly, racist terms, and talked about shooting Black people, including a Black police officer. One officer said that he could not wait for a declaration of martial law so they could go out and slaughter black people. He also announced his intent to buy an assault rifle in preparation for a civil war that would wipe them off the explicitive map. They blanked that word out, but that sounds like some nonsense out of the Turner Diaries. That's why I said these people got rabid devilish minds. There is no humanity in them what is supposed to be humanity when it comes to these white supremacist devils. The officers confirmed making the statements on the recording, but they claimed that they were not racist and were simply reacting to the stress of police in the protest following the killing of George Floyd. Oh woe is me. They feel like there's some sort of hatred for police officers or something because they're angry at protests during the George Floyd situation. God forbid people stand up and want police officers to be held accountable. Oh, those people, they they just want to protest and get all uptight and want to cause a ruckus for no reason. You know how these white supremacists think in their dog-like minds. All right, continuing this little article here in addition in addition to the officer's dismissal the police chief ordered his department to confer with the district attorney to review cases in which the officers appeared as witnesses for evidence of bias against offenders these devils said the quiet part out loud thus they were dismissed that's how arrogant these people are in july 2020 four police officers in san Jose, California, were suspended pending investigation into their participation in a Facebook group that regularly posted racist and anti Muslim content and a post about the Black Lives Matter protests. One officer reportedly responded Black lives really don't matter and a positive. Div- Development, the San Jose Police Officers Association president vowed to withhold the union's legal and financial support from any officer charged with wrongdoing in the matter, stating that there is zero room in our department or our profession for racists, bigots, or those that enable them. While those are nice words... From what I've read so far, there seems to be still way too much defending of these race soldiers. In some cases, law enforcement officials who detect white supremacist activity in their ranks take no action unless the matter becomes a public scandal. Basically, that's a nice way of saying I don't care until you cause me a problem. I'm not sick, you not sick, we only sick unless you are detected being sick. That's pretty much what is going on here. Another example, and correct me if I say this wrong. I'm sorry, I'm bad with names. Anniston, Alabama. City officials learned in 2009 of a police of officer's membership in the League of the South, a white supremacist secessionist success, group. The police chief, however, determined that the officer's membership in the group did not affect his performance and allowed him to remain on the job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, that's all I can say, because it's just so delusional that they think that you can be part of a gang of people that hates this group that is different from them and somehow not be biased when policing said group. And so some of these officers ride at the back of the slow train and the slow bus to stupid town. It wasn't until 2015 after the Southern Poverty Law Center published an article about a speech given at a League of the South conference that was given by this police officer in which he discussed his recruited efforts among other law enforcement officers that the police department fired him. A second Anderson police lieutenant found to have attended the same League of the South rally was permitted to retire. Basically go off into the sunset with no consequences. The fired officer appealed his dismissal. After a three-day hearing, a local civil service board upheld his removal. The officer then filed a lawsuit alleging that his firing violated his First Amendment free speech. and associated. Rights, but a federal court affirmed determination. Just look at the arrogance in that. These people think that their connection to one of the most destructive and dangerous things to America's safety. Is just free speech. It's not that bad. Even though the groups of people they clearly hate, they have to police on a consistent daily basis. And have some cases where somehow they're seen to not have a bias by these eternal investigations or they're allowed to go off in the sunset or they're just so blatant with it because if they had just kept quiet and were able to just tone down their white supremacy just a little bit. But that's the problem. They just got to let out who they are, which is basically a devil in human's clothing. They're a wolf trying to pretend to be a sheep, but it's not working because they say, as I stated early in this podcast, the quiet part out loud, they're arrogant and they're just straightforward with their white supremacy and their hatred of black people. Because you know, when it comes to these devils and these destructive elements, which will be exacerbated if Biden goes through with this 100,000 police officer hiring, that 100,000 police officer hiring is just going to be an increase in the marginalization of black people police in this country were never made to protect and serve black people they were just meant to control and over police them for the sake of dividing and conquering based on race for the benefit of white society that's literally the legacy of police in america and that continues to be a legacy with these slaps on the wrists and the times that you see consequences be put on they're either very light or because there's no way to whataboutism out of the situation because they consistently show their sheer stupidity in saying the quiet part out loud. White supremacists have no intellectual capacity, but yet these will be the ones to flex IQ and all other types of stuff. For such a high IQ, they seem to not be able to keep their mouth shut about things that would not go over well if it came out in the public eye but they just seem to not care. And with the way they're treated once they're caught, because the system's complicit with exacerbating this white supremacist destructive behavior as well. These six six, degenerate heathens. Unfortunately, there is no central database that lists law enforcement officers fired for misconduct. As a result, some police officers dismissed for involvement in racist activity are able to secure other law enforcement jobs. Well, that's the problem. You think that'll be common sense. You have to have a database so these people can't get hired somewhere else but you know even though that would be good you probably have some other people trying to shoehorn in their sympathies for these devils to give them another chance at harming killing abusing and subjugating black people and every other person they see as an undesirable which in their mind is anybody who is not white. In 2017, the police chief in Culbert, Oklahoma resigned after local media reported his decades-long involvement with neo-Nazi skinhead groups and his ownership of neo-Nazi websites. A neighboring Oklahoma police department hired him the following year claiming he had renounced his previous racist activities and held a clean record as a police officer. In 2018, the Greensboro, Maryland police chief was charged with falsifying records to hire a police officer who had previously been forced to resign from the Dover, Delaware Police Department after he kicked a black man in the face and broke his jaw. The same officer was later involved in the death of an unarmed black teenager, which sparked an investigation that revealed 29 use of force reports, as his previous job included some that found his use unnecessary force. The previous incidents were never reported to the Maryland Police Certification Board board. So right here, same as I've been saying with this same old tale, defending the white supremacists, ignoring their actions, and just complete racial status quo. And that's why it's very dangerous when these, whether it's those in the GOP, the Democratic Party, but especially the GOP, they come off with this uh, nonsensical lie about the war on cops. No, there's no war on cops. It's a war on the citizenry, and more specifically, a war on black people and their humanity. That's the only war that's being waged. Because these cops get to go around with their superiority complex and just cause mayhem terror and carnage and the only time they ever get some sort of stopping to is when they are just so blatantly open with their everybody bad but white rhetoric and propaganda that they spew from their degenerate filthy destructive mouth the only time is when they do that that is when they actually get called out in public because now people are sick and tired of the race soldiering. This is not the 1940s. This is not the 1920s. But from what I've read so far, it sure feels like it with the thought process of these police officers. Now you can see why it's so easy to keep these sundown towns. It doesn't matter if it's 2020. That's why I keep hating it when people say it's a 2020s. It doesn't matter if it's 2022. It does not matter if it's 2030. It does not matter if it's 2000 or 1910. These people's minds have been completely trained to hate black people and they live like it's still the Jim Crow era South or not even the South because I've also read the cases and you all heard them. You have places that are considered to be liberal or more open-minded to race relations and you have staunchly conservative states with their deep and clear traditional history of racism in those places, be it whether it's Alabama or California. Black people do not have any type of sanctuary place for them to completely 100% feel safe and that's just a sick reality of being a Black person in america you can never find safety and security anywhere in the country unless you're amongst your own population within a mixed bag where these white supremacist devils may not feel as brazen to be targeting you physically but verbally they'll come at you just as hard and still these police officers are going to continue going into black neighborhoods and harassing people as well so they just see it as the sheep being caressed by the shepherd's dog that's their mentality when it comes to their so-called policing of black folks. Furthermore, other law enforcement officials do not associate with white supremacist groups but engage in overtly racist activities in public on social media or other law enforcement only communication channels and internet chat rooms. In a 2019 report, the Plainview Project documented 5,000 patently bigoted social media posts by 3,500 accounts identified as belong to current and former law enforcement officials. The report sparked dozens of investigations across the country. The Philadelphia Police Department, for example, placed 72 officers on administrative duties pending an investigation into their racist social media activity, ultimately suspended 15 with intent to dismiss. Other officers will face disciplinary action, including suspensions, but will remain on the force. Hmm. <sighs> 13 of the 25 Dallas police officers investigated for objectionable social media postings received disciplinary actions ranging from counseling to suspensions without pay. Hmm, they actually <laughs> did not allow them to get away with their bigotry and still get to keep getting a check. I'm actually shocked, which is sad. Okay, that should be the norm you get suspended, you don't get paid. These police officers and their privilege. Only two of the 22 current St. Louis police officers identified in the report were terminated. The St. Louis prosecutor placed all 22 of them on a list of police officers that her office would not call as witnesses. However, so basically what I'm getting here is from these different things that are happening across these different cities and places, a slap on the wrist and the babying of white supremacists. You keep these devils on the Payroll, or you keep them on the force and give them a little suspension. Maybe you take away your pay, you just be like, don't do that. But just in this last sentence, I read the St. Louis prosecutor placed all 22 of them on a list of police officers that her office would not call as witnesses. However, you shouldn't have any officers where you have to question their integrity. That's the point. That's why America needs higher standards when it comes to police officers. You cannot have officers where you literally cannot trust their word. If their word doesn't mean a drop of piss in the bucket then what type of law and order do you have you know the same type of law and order people like donald trump and right wingers would like to just have a constant erection over we're not seeing law and order I don't see it. So please, anyone, tell me where law and order actually is. Because all I see is tyranny. Good day, everybody. This is Mr. Real. Enjoy the rest of your day. And on the next episode, we'll talk about Joe Biden and his contributions to mass incarceration. And that's why some people call him Old Jim Crow Joe. But until next time, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Mr. Real signing off. Peace.